All day I've been waiting to talk to Major Garrett, CBS's Chief Washington Correspondent, because I spent a great deal of my time. I like to, when I'm on the airplane, read, because it's dedicated time where you can't do much else. But I spent the flight to and from New York City listening to Major's podcast, Agent of Betrayal, and Major's with us this afternoon. Major, this is maybe, I'm not exaggerating, the best thing I've ever listened to, which is crafted and made just for audio. It is absolutely incredible. Well done to you and your team. Thank you very much, Sean. We're very, very proud of it. It's the story of Robert Hansen, a spy for a couple of decades. And even if you don't think this is your kind of topic, the storytelling is amazing. The nuance and detail you talk about when he was growing up and detailing his marriage and then the inner workings of the FBI and what we learn about America, the research you put into this must have been extraordinary. Yes, it, it really was. Uh, this was a two-year project. Um, we interviewed nearly 50 people. Uh, you'll appreciate this, John. We have more than 80 hours of interviews on tape. Wow. And when, when you have that much reporting, you can write with complete clarity and complete confidence. And that's what we tried to do. And there was a team effort. I'm not responsible for all the writing, not even close. It was a collaborative process, not only my team, but our production team, Neon Hum, specialists in narrative audio storytelling. And um, it is a spy story. It's a true crime story. It's also a character sketch, and one of the characters is the FBI. One of the characters is Robert Hansen. Many of the other characters are people who flowed in and out of Robert Hansen's life. But there are a lot of dimensions and nuances there, and there are some surprising, I think, twists and turns in the story. There is also a very large wrong man story. Somebody almost prosecuted for what Robert Hansen did, and that wrong man story has sort of been always shunted to the side of the Robert Hansen case. And I wanted to bring that wrong man, that nearly prosecuted person to life. And we tried to do that as much as we could. Major Special Counsel Jack Smith looks like it's getting, he's getting his wish here. The Supreme Court will decide on whether former President Donald Trump has immunity from criminal prosecution for alleged crimes he committed while in office. They say it'll be somewhat of a quick decision. What is quick in the Supreme Court world? It could be a couple of weeks. I mean, let's go back to the Nixon case in 1974. And I just finished this afternoon reading the 81-page submission Jack Smith and his co-counsel submitted to the Supreme Court. And they go into great detail about the timeline of the Nixon case. There was a very quick turnaround when questions of presidential immunity and whether or not tapes and transcripts could be subpoenaed and obtained from the White House. The Supreme Court was very quick to act. And Jack Smith and his co-counsels have said this is a question of super high public interest. The allegations are specifically that the former president, while president of the United States, conspired with others to overturn a peaceful and verified and certified presidential election. Former President Trump says he's immune from all charges. Jack Smith says that could never be the standard in our country. It's not what the Constitution said. It's not what our framers said. And the Supreme Court, because we've never had a case like this before, must intervene to keep this case on schedule. Major Garrett, CBS's Chief Washington Correspondent, is with us. So, Major, this afternoon, many Democrats are calling for Supreme Court Justice Clarence Thomas to recuse himself, based largely because of a potential conflict of interest, they say, because his wife Ginny was outspoken 
in support of Trump's claims that he was cheated during the 2020 election. Is there any possibility that this actually happens, that Clarence Thomas recuses himself? It's possible, um, especially if he sort of takes a nose count and understands that he's going to lose anyway. So what's the difference? He might sort of try to get some ethical higher ground there. And look, let's be candid. Jenny Thomas wasn't just speaking out. She was texting the White House chief of staff, Mark Meadows, about this. And the sitting justice, Clarence Thomas, was involved in considering cases. So this crosses or comes very close to crossing that sort of line about what's really going on here. Based on his history, Clarence Thomas hasn't taken an action like that, but there is tremendous scrutiny on the entire Supreme Court. And if he gets the sense that this is going to be dealt with and his vote isn't going to be uh, decisive one way or the other, he may opt out. But I would say the probability of that is very low. Major, if if the Supreme Court rules that Trump does not have immunity from criminal prosecution, does a timeline for potentially prosecuting him interfere with the election in any way? Well, look, the case is scheduled for March, March of next year. Now, if you look at the calendar and his, that is to say, former President Trump's lead in Iowa, very large, lead in New Hampshire, large, pretty good size in South Carolina, if he wins all three of those, Well, he may be well on his way to securing the nomination even before the trial would start, let alone the proceedings of the trial and a possible conviction. So, yes, it would interfere, but Jack Smith has argued to the Supreme Court, that's a separate issue. We can't have a standard of justice in the country where any former president can say, I can commit crimes in office and be immune for the rest of my life. Oh, and doubly immune if I'm a presidential candidate or a candidate for any other office at some time later. And so the Supreme Court's going to have to weigh all this, but if the Supreme Court rejects former President Trump's claim of absolute and blanket immunity, then the trial's going to happen. And it'll happen in the teeth of a presidential campaign year. These things are on a collision course. All right, Major, quickly, we're talking about books and giving people ideas for Christmas gifts if they're a a book reader or have one in their life. A couple of book recommendations Mm -hmm. from Major Garrett, something maybe you've read recently that's really good. I'm reading two books right now. I'm halfway through both of them. They're excellent. They are heavy. My reading tendencies go very heavy. They're nonfiction, and they're heavy. So if you're looking for light and airy and fiction, I'm the wrong person to ask. (laughs) But my two recommendations are one book called Palestine, 1938, by Owen Oren Kessler. It's about the Palestinian revolt in 1938, which, as he argues, tells us a great deal about the experiences we're going through now. Not entirely, but a great deal. The other book is called The Field of Blood by Joanne Freeman. It is about the not only occurrence, but the perpetual reoccurrence of fisticuffs, open brawls on the floor of the United States House and the United States Senate in the 20 years leading up to our actual lived civil war in 1860. Both talk about passions, violence, and politics, and how they might be instructed for the times we live in today. Major Garrett is CBS's chief Washington correspondent. Carve out some time or turn off the TV when you're wrapping those gifts and instead listen to Agent of Betrayal, the podcast. You can get it on Apple, Spotify, anywhere else you listen to podcasts. It is incredible. Major, thank you so much for always making time for us. Thanks, John.